Before we start today's episode, we have a quick message from our sponsor. Grownups, this ad's for you. Thanks to this season's presenting sponsor, Driscoll's. Only the finest berries. Hi, Mystery Recipe Grownups. I want to tell you about our sponsor, Juicy Juice. Juicy Juice 100% Juice is bursting with the fruity, juicy taste kids love. With no added sugar, no high fructose corn syrup, and 100% vitamin C in each 8-ounce serving, it's goodness made juicy. Available in a variety of flavors and sizes, with bottles big enough for the whole family to single-size boxes that kids can pack with their lunch or enjoy on the go. Juicy Juice 100% Juice makes kids and their parents 100% happy. To learn more, visit JuicyJuice.com. Hello, young chefs, and welcome to Mystery Recipe. I'm Molly Birnbaum, Editor-in-Chief of America's Test Kitchen Kids, and today we are going to be learning about the fun and fantastical side of food with another interactive bonus episode. Each week we'll play a round of a game we're calling Name That Recipe. Using sound clues and trivia hints, you at home get to try and guess what recipe we are talking about. But you won't be doing it alone. Every episode will have a different character you know and love from our show to help you guess. And we'll get to learn more about them. Because the recipes will be specifically chosen to tell us a little more about their past. Are you ready to guess along at home and try to name that recipe? Paprika? Yeah, I'm at the address you sent me to, but uh, I don't see anybody here. You sure you got the right joint? Here's today's contestant on Name That Recipe. Oh, I think I hear someone. Let me call you back, doll. Detective Hollandaise. Hey, that's the name. Don't wear it out. And who might you be? Your challenge, should you choose to accept it. I have never turned down a challenge before, and I'm not going to start today. But why are we in the dark? Hmm. Your challenge will be to help our young chefs at home solve our bonus episode mystery recipe using nothing but sound clues and trivia facts. Oh, young chefs, huh? No problem. Long as we can turn these lights on at some point. Hey, does that mean this is mystery recipe? It is. You are living up to your detective title. Well then, you must be the Molly Birnbaum. And that would make this. Name that recipe. Well done, Detective. How did you find out about Name That Recipe? No one is supposed to know about these bonus episodes yet. Eh, it's all part of the job, Molly. They don't call me a hard-boiled detective for nothing. I also know you put yogurt on your pancakes, have an undying love for ketchup, and your cat's name is Gilbert. Wow, I... Ah, this is just a bee's knees. Look at this whole set. The audience! Just chairs. No audience. Great chairs, though. And that podium of yours. Everyone loves this podium. Please take a seat in our hot seat, detective. And welcome to Name That Recipe. All right, here we go. I have to warn you, Molly, this kind of game is right up my alley. I am ready to crack this case wide open. Let me at him. Mystery Recipe. Hey, you got a lot of mysteries on this show, Molly? 
Because I'm in the business of solving mysteries, you know. I did know that. We featured your case with Humpty Dumpty as our wildcard segment last season during Egg Week. Ah, Humpty, that old fool. He's doing much better now, in case any of your listeners were concerned. Been staying far away from that wall. Nearly put all the king's horses and all the king's men out of a job. But him and that quail egg dot found a new nest and are settling down quite nicely. That's great to hear. And what about you? What have you been up to since Egg Week? I've been busier than a baker's dozen. Paprika keeps my schedule chock full, doing some sleuthing and solving, a scuffle here and there, but we try to avoid all that, you know. Well, today we have a mystery that our listeners will need your help to solve. Are you ready to play Name That Recipe? I'm the right egg for the job, I'll tell you that. Let's do this, Molly. <laughs> Let's do it. Today, you're going to help our listeners at home guess a mystery recipe. It's going to be something from the America's Test Kitchen Kids website, so that our young chefs can give it a try if they want to after the episode. Okay, that sounds like our first clue, young chefs. Let me write that down. I write everything down. Call me old-fashioned. We'll have two segments. Sounds like and did you know. In Sounds Like, we'll play sound clues, and you can use those to guess some of the ingredients in the recipe. And for Did You Know, we'll use trivia facts to give you some hints about the recipe as a whole. Sounds pretty straightforward to me. I am going to have to charge you my standard rates, you know, Molly. This is my livelihood solving cases. Of course. We've already worked all that out with Paprika. She's a keeper, isn't she? She certainly is. There is also one more way you'll be able to help our listeners at home. This game isn't just about our listeners. It's also about you. <gasps> For crying out loud, you went and dug up some dirt on me, didn't you? <laughs> we did. Just a little. You are a hard egg to crack. And not by accident. We wanted to use these bonus episodes to learn more about the characters on our show. So this recipe is actually something that is close to your heart. What a treat. Who'd you talk to? The old brunch bunch? The sauce pack? My partner, Lox? <laughs> I can't tell you who yet. We talked to a few people from your past, and we asked them all about your favorite foods. And so, in addition to clues and trivia, we'll also be asking you a question about you. Are you ready to play? This ought to be excellent. Let's go, Molly! Get ready, listeners, because it's time to play Name That Recipe. Oh, you spent a pretty penny on this getup, didn't you? It's our first game show. We had to go all out. All right, let's start with some mystery sounds with our first section. This part's called Sounds Like. Each of these sounds is a clue for a different ingredient in our mystery Detective Hollandaise recipe. Here's your first one. All right, so detective and young chefs at home, what do you think that sounds like? Well, it sounds like uh, something that's uh, loud and proud and uh, maybe a um, some kind of uh, animal. I'm thinking that maybe if this, uh, this moo that I hear is, um, uh, it sounds like a cow. So if it's a cow, it's uh, it's beef. 
and and I, I like beef. I like I like a good uh, steak from time to time. That was really good, Detective Hollandaise. You really you really cracked that wide open. Um, you're right. It is the sound of a cow. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's a steak, as our ingredient could be. It's something from a cow, but as you know, cows not only provide steaks, but they also provide uh, milk or dairy. Because the cow makes dairy. Ah, I know my stuff, you see? Yes. This recipe, therefore, will have some type of dairy as an ingredient. So, excellent deduction there, detective. Are you ready for your next sound? I'm so ready. Lay it on me, Molly. All right, let's hear it. All right, so, detective and young chefs at home, what do you think that sounds like? Wait a minute, Molly. You're pulling a fast one, huh? That's the same sound. What am I supposed to do? All right, so if we have one cow and we have two cows, maybe that means there's a lot of milk. So maybe if there's two cows, we're talking about cows getting married. Molly, Molly, Molly. Burn Baum. All right. I, you lost me. What, what could it be? What could it be? Well, detective, you really did an excellent job here. I thought you were going to assume it was a mistake that we did two of the same sound cues in a row. So the real question here is, why would we have the sound of cows twice? What kind of hint could that be? Do you listeners know at home? Detective Hollandaise, any idea? Why would we have two cows? Well, the kids know everything. And if I think like the kids, then maybe there's two ingredients here that come from The cows. You are so right. There is more than one kind of dairy in this recipe. Are you ready for sound number three? I'm so ready, Molly. All right, so detective and young chefs at home, what do you think that sounds like? All right. If I was to take an educated guess, everybody knows that that sounds like the wind and shivering. If we're talking about the wind and being chilly, then maybe, just maybe, we're talking about ice. It's a very, very good guess. I won't say you're getting hotter because you're getting colder. You're not totally right on, but you're really close. And this is a really hard one because that was the sound of someone being very cold, as you guessed. And I know cold isn't exactly an ingredient, but it's a big part of this recipe. Let's go back. All right. So we have cow, cow, lots of cheese, two types of cheeses. We have wind. We have shivering. We have the shivering cheeses in the wind. (laughs) Shivering cheese. Yes. I mean, just kidding. Um, You don't need to worry if you aren't sure yet. It could be a bunch of different things from that list of ingredients. But that's why we have more hints for you. Should we move on to the next section called Did You Know? You know what, Molly? It pains me to move on. It pains me to not know because I know so many things. But all right, let's do it. (laughs) Did you know? All right. 
Did you know? Did you know? Did you know? Woo! For this section, listeners, I'm going to give you and Detective Hollandaise a fact about this mystery recipe, and you can use it to try and guess what the recipe will be. Ready? Ready, Detective? I'm ready, Miss Birnbaum. Let's do it. All right. Did you know that in the United States, people eat an average of three gallons of this dish per year? Wow! That's a lot. I wish I knew what the dish was, but you know what? That's not that much. I eat a lot of, I eat maybe three gallons of pasta every month, so I can believe it. Well, what type of recipe might be eaten and measured in gallons? Normally, we measure liquid in gallons, so that's another hint. We definitely do measure liquid in gallons. Sauces, spreads, ah. All right, here's your next one. Using cones to serve this dish became popular at the 1904 World's Fair. They thought it would be an easy way to eat this dish while walking around. And they were right. I like that. I like to walk around and eat. Maybe this thing could be a waffle. But if we're thinking back to what we were talking about before with the two cows and the chili sound, I think I know what this might be. I, I, I think I have to call Paprika. Do, do I get a lifeline here? Hmm? No, no, no lifelines in this game, unfortunately, Detective Hollandaise. Oh, I don't like it. But I can give you one more clue before we make our final guess. All right, here we go. All right, let's try another one. Did you know that while this dish normally requires lots of churning, our version uses a blender and no churning at all? So, Detective, now that you know all these trivia facts, do you have any more guesses as to what today's recipe might be? Our version uses a blender, but no churning. Well, so if it's not churned and it's blended, uh, and it has the makings of two cows and a bunch of chili, it might be butter. Not a bad guess. Not a bad guess at all. Right, because butter comes from a cow and you typically churn it. So that's a pretty good guess. You're getting close. All right, do you know what it is at home yet, listeners? Detective, I have one final clue for you and it has to do with your past. Can you tell me anything about the very first case you ever worked? Oh, can I ever? Boy, that takes me back. Picture it. The year is 1922. How old are you? It's 1922, and I'm as baby-faced as a soft-boiled egg. I got a call from the old chicken egg down the block. They get spooked by just about anything, but this guy seemed really scrambled over something. So I head over there to see what's the matter. See, he tells me there was this music coming from outside his window every night right after supper time. Every night for the past week, this music is slowly passing outside his window. Strangest thing. Poor Egg seemed really bent out of shape about the whole thing. He needed somebody's help. Just the look on his face. I knew then and there, I was the Egg for the job. That's when you decided to become a detective? Uh-huh. At that exact moment. I knew if I could get to the source of that creepy music, then I could give him some peace of mind, you know? So what happened? Well, that night was my first of many stakeouts. I parked outside the egg's place right after lunch. And I waited. And waited. And waited. 
until just before dark, I heard it. This strange tune riding down the wind from about a block away. A truck came into view, playing music and driving very slowly down this poor egg street. I jumped out of my car, thinking I'd have to give chase to this guy. But the minute he saw me, he just pulled over. And? And he tried to sell me some ice cream. It was an ice cream truck. Yeah, I mean, it's easy to know that now, but back then, we never had seen an ice cream truck before. But yeah, it was an ice cream truck. Mystery solved, I suppose. It was actually kind of nice, and we got a cone, and we had a good laugh about the whole thing. So, that would mean... Oh, ice cream! The mystery recipe for today must be the no churn ice cream recipe! <laughs> That's right! Nice work! Today's mystery recipe is the no churn ice cream recipe from the America's Test Kitchen Kids website. Congratulations, Detective! Ice cream is usually made using an ice cream maker, which slowly churns or stirs the ice cream around as it freezes. Churning ice cream incorporates air into the mixture, so you wind up with a scoopable ice cream instead of something frozen solid like an ice cube. But in our no-churn ice cream recipe, you don't need any special ice cream maker, just a blender. Blending the heavy cream in our recipe traps lots of air in the whipped cream, which takes the place of air normally incorporated through churning. If you want to try this recipe out for yourself, young chefs, you can head to atkkids.com slash no-churn-ice-cream. So are those mystery sounds making more sense to you now, detective? Now I understand why there were multiple moves. I like it. Right. There are multiple types of dairy in this no-churn ice cream recipe, which is why we had more than one moo. We use heavy cream, sweetened condensed milk, and whole milk. And that cold person was just a hint that it gets frozen. Are you also going to give me the recipe for the cone? Because that's a good one. Well, detective, we don't have a recipe for cones on the site yet, but this is a really great idea. I'll report it back to the team. Amazing! So then Americans eat an average of three gallons of ice cream per year? That's right. That sounds low. I feel like I eat at least six gallons a year. Well, that's because it's an average. If you eat six gallons a year and I don't eat any, then together we'd eat an average of three gallons. (sighs) You know, you would make an excellent detective, Molly. You looking for work? I got this case. I think I'll leave the case cracking to you, detective. Ah, Of course, you got the podcast. Well... Thanks, Molly. This was a real hoot. It was great to learn more about you, detective. So, how did you do at home on today's Name That Recipe, young chefs? Did you guess it was no-churn ice cream after Sounds Like? Or did Did You Know help you figure it out? One of my favorite parts of making this dish is that you can make whatever flavor of ice cream you want. Chocolate, caramel swirl, classic vanilla. Or you can make up your own flavor. <laughs> Exactly. Can't wait to hear about what you come up with, young chefs. Thanks so much for being a contestant on Name That Recipe today, Detective Hollandays. I know you're busy cracking cases. And thanks to our young chefs for playing along at home. We'll be back with another bonus episode next week. Until then, keep, keep on, on cooking. cooking. 
Mystery Recipe is hosted by me, Molly Birnbaum, and I am a bowl of hand-pulled noodles with chili oil and herbs. Chad Chennai is our writer and producer. He is a bagel with lox and cream cheese. Our executive producer is Caitlin Kelleher. She's a meatball. Scoring, sound design, and mixing by Matt Boynton of Ultraviolet Audio. He's a bowl of chicken noodle soup. Jonathan Roberts composed our theme music and is a loaf of white bread. Our post-production supervisor is Jen Margolis, who is chicken marsala. Our production manager is Diane Knox, who is also a Caesar salad. Jack Bishop is the chief creative officer of America's Test Kitchen. He's fettuccine Alfredo. David Nussbaum is our CEO, and he's a homemade ravioli. Special thanks to our senior science editor, Paul Adams, our deputy editor, Kristen Sargianis, executive food editor, Susanna McFerrin, assistant editor, Katie O'Hara, senior editor, Afton Cyrus, test cook, Andrea Vavjin, and test cook, Cassandra Loftlin. This episode featured the voice of Kira O'Sullivan. Thanks again to our sponsor, Juicy Juice. Mystery Recipe is a production of America's Test Kitchen Kits. Hi, grown-ups. I wanted to tell you a little bit about our newsletter. If you love the fun food content we share on Mystery Recipe, then sign up today for our ATK Kids newsletter to receive even more recipes, activities, and stories from me straight to your inbox. As a mom of two, I always try to include things that are important to my family, and it's a great way to hear about all the new things we are cooking up at ATK. Plus, every new email added will be entered for a chance to win three free ATK Kids books for toddlers through teens. We'll draw 10 winners every month while the promotion lasts, and we have some great books available all the time. Head to atkkids.com newsletter to sign up today for your chance to win.